This week on the Small Church Media Podcast, we are talking about the easiest social media posts to help your sermon last the entire week. Check this out. I know that you know that I know that it sometimes takes, what, 10, 14, 20 hours for you to be able to craft and prepare your sermon, only for you to preach it, present it, and for people to walk out of your building and completely forget what you even taught. Let's make that sermon last the entire week using something you already created and used inside of your sermon flip that into a social media post and get higher engagement rates than you've ever had before. Ready to talk about it? Let's go! This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. I hope you guys had a great Mother's Day weekend celebration with your church family. And for those of you who downloaded the free Mother's Day graphic package, thank you for doing that. That means the world to know that there actually are people out there. that do listen and do benefit from the free resource library. And if this is your first time listening to the Small Church Media Podcast, over on my website, smallchurch.media, no.com, smallchurch.media, there's a free resource library over there where right now there are three different social media graphic packs. There's a various different sermon graphics that you can just plug and play, download, and go. There is also my favorite tool, which is the free small church website audit where it's a downloadable PDF where you literally take your test or your test. No, 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 no. (laughs) You take your church website through four different tests to make sure that it is ready to be viewed by potential visitors. So that way, you know, let's be honest, your website is literally an employee of your church. And if you're putting time, money and resources into it, or if your employee is failing and not doing its job, you're going to fire it. And that's, that's the same idea with your church website. You need to make sure it is up to snuff that it is ready to go because if someone lands on your church website, that is potentially the one opportunity that you have to leave a lasting good first impression on them. So I encourage you to go to smallchurch.media right now and download that free small church website audit. It's completely free. All it costs is your email address and you can get started on that right away. And before we jump into the conversation, one more order of housekeeping. If you don't mind, I know that there are many Apple Podcast listeners out there, and if you are listening over on Apple Podcasts right now, it would mean the world to me if you leave a rating and review, and here's why. When you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it actually helps more people find this podcast natively because Apple sees, oh, people are downloading because, yes, sure, they track download stats, but they track ratings even more. That, yes, people are listening to this podcast, and we need to get it in front of more people. That would mean the world to me if you did that. And if you're over on Spotify, it would also mean the world to me if you left, wow, I need to get my conversation straight. (laughs) If you left a rating over there, you cannot leave a review on Spotify, but you can leave a rating and it would mean literally the world to me if you did that. And if you left a review or rating on any one of those two platforms, or if your podcast listening app lets you leave rating or reviews, take a screenshot, send me a message, go to smallchurch.media, or you can just email me at hello at smallchurch.media to let me know where I can send you a free gift because I want to buy you a cup of coffee because here's the deal. I can't sit down and have a cup of coffee with everybody, which I would absolutely love to do that. And if you find yourself in the South Bend area, hit me up and I will take you out to coffee. No questions asked. But since I can't travel all over the nation and all over the world, 
This is the least I can do. So let me know where I can send you that free coffee gift card, a little thank you card in the mail just for saying thank you for helping other people find this podcast. And if you know other small church pastors out there, it would mean the world to me if you sent them this podcast as well so we can continue to grow and educate and and literally just impact more small churches and more small church pastors to use media well to reach more people in their community, but also grow the faith of people who are inside their church. Well, last week, we had a tremendous conversation with Adam Meyer over at Worship Tools, and let's just be honest, I really think that Worship Tools is the best kept secret when it comes to church media. Our church, just so you guys know, the, the church that I was at when I was on staff, we were power users, and, and they still are power users of ProPresenter. We are power users of Planning Center Services, um, which um, it used to be called Planning Center Online PCO, but now it's just Planning Center Services. Our church is power power users of both of those platforms. And in that conversation, the more I talked with this guy, the more I learned we didn't need to fork over literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars every single year just to do what they offer for completely free. Now, granted, our church would have had to pay for some extra NDI outputs and some extra of this and extra of that. But let's be honest, if a church is literally paying 20 30 bucks a month to have their entire worship service plan orchestrated, pulled off, and staffed. And that's really all you're paying for all those tools rather than paying the, you know, potentially $1,000 a year for a pro presenter, or it's like $500 a year or something like that. Plus, you can pay an extra $60 for planning center services. I don't know. This is just the best kept secret and the best deal across the board for all things small church media related. So I hope you enjoy that conversation. You learn a couple new things. And if you signed up for Worship Tools, let me know because Adam and I both would love to see who signed up for his platform and his tools via the Small Church Media Podcast. So send me an email, hello at smallchurch.media to let me know that you are now officially a part of the Worship Tools family. And I'll send that over to Adam because I know that would literally mean the world to him. Well, enough about last week's conversation. This week, we're going to talk about the easiest social media post that will help your sermon last the entire week. And we talked about that at the front of the episode, but I know how long it takes for you to create your sermon and your message for the weekend service. And I know that many of you pastors don't just teach or preach one time during a Sunday morning service. Sometimes, in fact, one pastor that I knew at at the small church I was at when I was at college, which literally had 45 people, he taught Sunday. Sunday school. He taught Sunday morning during the worship service. He taught Sunday night and he taught Wednesday night. So right there, the man was literally teaching four different times. And so if you would ask him, how long did he, you know, actually prepare his messages or spend and study for these messages? It was an unreal amount of time. And I know a lot of you guys feel that as well as having to prepare multiple messages. And when you're preparing multiple messages, you start asking the question, well, A, how do I have time to do anything else, you know, specifically? regard to social media because people still need to be ministered to. There's still church administrative work that needs to be done. I know some of you pastors, you clean the church. You got scrubs and toilets as well. How do you have time to create new social media posts and not even just create new social media posts, but consistently create social media posts? And today we're going to talk about how you can take what you have already done for each of your messages and easily create highly engaged social media posts that could be used on both social media and and YouTube to continue to reach and bless more people. But before we get into that, I want to at least do a little bit of introduction into this conversation. So 
Many of you guys don't know my background, but when, when I was in college, I went to a little small Bible college up in northern Wisconsin, literally where northern Wisconsin met the UP at the top of Lake Michigan. We were farther north than Green Bay. In fact, we were 90 miles north of Green Bay, and it was stupid cold, all right? <laughs> it was stupid cold. But when I was up there, my major was church ministries, and something that we had to do was take an entire year's worth of homiletics, which basically is, here's how you preach. So we had to learn how to do research, how to use various sources, how to use different types of commentaries, how to find illustrations, how do you apply these messages? And then we had to study, we had to prep, we had to prepare, and then we had to present our messages. But the the main thing that was taught during the entire length of, of those two classes was every single point that you give to your sermon, whether if your sermon just has one main point or if let's say you have three different points in your sermon, but every point you give, you have to have three sections attached to every statement that you make. The first one is the explanation. The second one is the illustration. And the third one is the application. So when you make a point, you have to explain where A, you got that point from, and then B, explain the biblical text surrounding where you got that point from. And then the illustration is what, you know, kind of brought a little bit of life to what you were trying to communicate. And then the application is how people are supposed to apply what you just explained and illustrated to their everyday life. And although the explanation and the application of a text or a bullet point are arguably the most important pieces of your sermon, The illustration is what helps people remember what you taught and it breathes life into the words that you're saying. In fact, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Spurgeon, legitimately the prince of preachers, was a huge proponent of the illustration. In fact, here's a direct quote of what Spurgeon had to say about sermons when he was talking to his, like, uh, I can't remember what that the book is called, or lectures, but it was like Lectures the Young Preachers. It's a shame that I can't pull that out off the top of my head now that I'm thinking about it. But, but either way, part of his advice to young preachers was this specific quote regarding illustration. And this is from Spurgeon himself. Our Savior, who is the light of the world, took care to fill his speech with similitudes so or illustrations so that the common people heard him gladly his excellent example or his example stamps with high authority the practice of illuminating heavily instruction with comparisons and similes to every preacher of righteousness as well to noah wisdom gives the command and this is the quote a window shalt thou make in the ark good old king jimmy right there he continues you may build up laborious definitions and explanations and yet leave your hearers in the dark as to your meeting but thoroughly thoroughly suitable metaphor will wonderfully clear the sense that was a whole lot of king jimmy talk for the fact of people will tune you out unless you give them an illustration to let the light in so when you give an illustration in your sermon you're opening windows into being able to not just hear what you're but well, not more so opening windows for your congregation not just to hear what you're trying to say and not just do what you're telling them to do but to literally picture it in their mind that opens up a window of their imagination into okay here's what this looks like for someone else or here's a way i can think about this and then when you apply it to their life, now it's easier for them to remember that. And I know I don't need to teach you a lesson on how to teach or how to preach, all right? But at the end of the day, the illustration is 
It's not the most important piece of your sermon. In fact, I believe that the explanation is one of the most important pieces tied onto the application for your sermon. But at the end of the day, you need to have illustrations in your sermons. And I, in fact, I believe that many of you guys also create illustrations for various points of your sermons. So here's where it gets really, really cool for you, all right? When it comes to creating social media posts for your church, you might as well repurpose the content that you already have put a ton of time into. And I personally believe that the illustration is the best piece of sermon content that you can repurpose and potentially recreate to grow your social media presence and not just grow your social media presence, but constantly encourage and remind your own church congregation of what you talked about on Sunday without having to figure out what you need to create create next. So here are three different ways that you can repurpose your sermon illustration this week in order to help make your sermon last all week long inside of people's mind. The first way is you can retell an illustration from the sermon on video. One of my favorite social media posts that we would always do for our pastor is anytime he would actually give an illustration from the platform, I would make a note of it on my my sermon notes. And then during the week, I would go back into the live stream, chop off all the portions that surround that illustration and repost that illustration. And the result of that was a lot more people were engaged with what he had to say instead of listening to a whole you know, 45-minute message, they were only listening to a two-minute story, and people love stories. And so if your church is already live streaming, I'm encouraging you just to already take what you did chop off the different parts of that sermon clip and post just your illustration of what you used in the sermon. And when you do this, I wanna encourage you to make sure you actually add text on top of your video. And not text on top of your video, but more so like up in the header or in the footer of your post. That way, when people hit your video, you are actually telling them on the post itself, here's what the illustration is all about. But you might be sitting there thinking, going, all right, Mark, I, our church doesn't live stream or we live stream, but it's not the great quality video. It's not the greatest quality audio. So what should we do? This may actually speed up your workflow rather than going and taking what you already did. And that is just to re-record yourself using your phone about the illustration that you used. So let's say you had this illustration, right? And you, you taught it on Sunday. Well, after you're all said and done, just literally get on the video camera, like, like on your iPhone, put on a tripod or have someone hold it for you and just retell that illustration. In fact, it may be even quicker for you to you know press record, retell your illustration and record and just upload it to social media. Now, if you wanna get the most out of it, studies have actually shown that you need to not just take the video you create and just post it really, really, really quickly. But like I said, actually put some sort of text over your video. In fact, people actually expect you to have text on top of your video. If you wanna take it to the next step, people also expect you to have subcaptioning on your post. And we're not gonna get into that conversation today because I can go very, very long on subcaptioning. But either way, the best way for you to create social media posts without you even trying or thinking about what we need to create is seriously just retell an illustration that you already used in a sermon that you did the previous Sunday, whether taking the clip from the live stream or just re-recording the video and making a new video out of it. The second way that you can repurpose your illustration is if you have an object illustration, use that in a video, but you ready? Before and after the weekend message. So if you just told a, if you just had an illustration, just quit 
you know, make a quick video and just rehash the illustration again and post that. But if you're specifically using an object illustration, this is a really cool way to build a little bit of hype going into your sermon. Because let's say you're doing, you're talking about um, the new wineskins. How about that? And you actually bring in on the video of a biblical wineskin. Or if you're talking about Jericho and you actually bring in a horn that they would have used back in that time. Or I know one pastor who they actually created like a trap on stage. I'm, I'm not kidding. It was made out of wood and styrofoam. And the idea was is sin entraps us and everything looks fine. And we think we can escape before the trap door shuts. But the second we, kind of like a mousetrap, go after the sin, the trap easily, you ready, ensnares us. You see where I'm going with that. But before the sermon even goes, if you create a really quick video and just say, hey, what's up, guys? This is Pastor Mark from Community Church. I'm standing here in front of this trap box, and this is going to show us what it means of how sin can easily ensnare us, about how many times we think that we can you know, get to the sin and escape before it ever closes on us. This is what the message is all about. We would love to have you at this weekend service. Or if you use any version of an object illustration, maybe you're talking about salvation and how literally you see how you have this white glass and we put sin in it, it makes it dirty. You add this other liquid into it, kind of like Jesus says, you know, he makes us wash us white, you know, clean the snow again. I know I'm kind of rambling, talking really fast, but if you're using an object illustration at any point in your sermon, you can build a little bit of hype going into the weekend service, having a video of you talking about that object illustration, and then you can, on the back end of it, you can literally record the same day of we recorded the pre-hype video of just say, hey guys, what's up? Remember how this past week we talked about this and we had this object illustration? I just want to remind you and encourage you in this way. And just like that, you are instantly creating a little bit of excitement going into your sermon and reminder going out of it to help your people remember what you are going to teach about and then remember what you actually taught about. In fact, our pastor did this once. We were talking about building our, our, our house on a solid foundation and how when he went to a mission trip somewhere, whenever they would build houses, you know, they would have to just slap them up as fast as they possibly could. And whenever, you know, rain would come or wind or something like that, the houses would honestly collapse. And so they had to figure out how to build a solid foundation first before they put up this church building because the last thing they wanted is a church building to fall on top of people. And so he was talking about in the same way for us as Christians, I know you know where this is going. We need to build our life on a solid foundation rather than the sinking sand. And so as a part of that illustration, we could have, we could have, we did not. We could have built up a little hype with him talking about what that illustration is going to be. And then on the back end, which we did, use that illustration to remind our people of, hey, here's what we talked about in the service. So if you are actually using an object illustration in your service, I want to encourage you to use it to give a little teaser before the weekend comes and then to give a recap after it is all said and done. So the first way you can you know reuse your illustration is just retell the illustration. Just talk about it. The second one is if you're using an object illustration, bring that object and make a video of it before the sermon and then after recap as well. And the third way is, is if you're using an illustration where you can actually find a picture about what you are talking about, get a picture of it, post it on your social media, and then literally type out in text that illustration. For example, there's that classic illustration of I think it's in World War II, right? Where the the both maybe it was World War One, where both sides while they were fighting in the trenches, those trench warfare. So would that have been World War One? 
Maybe? I don't know. Someone help me out who's a historian. But but either way, there's that classic story of both sides laid down their arm to celebrate Christmas together in a time of peace. If you use that in a sermon illustration, go find a picture of what you guys talked about, slap that picture on your social media, and retype that out. Maybe you're talking about what does it mean to be the light in the dark places and how so many times all it takes is one little candle to light up an entire space. Even if it's not the brightest light ever, it still lights up the darkness. Get a picture of someone holding a candle or just a candle in general, post that on your social media, and then type out what the illustration is trying to communicate. If you're using an example from some church father or some old pastor like a Charles Wesley or a George Whitfield or a John Calvin or a Martin Luther, get a picture of them, post it on your social media, and recap that illustration of what you talked about because you already put the work into finding the quote, the story and all the different things and literally copy paste what you wrote down in your sermon notes and put it on your social media. You know, so many times I hear about these small churches who are always talking about, oh, we need to create these social media calendars and how do we create these posts? And there's so many different types of posts and and how do you create posts and these graphics and all these different things. And to be honest with you, I have an opinion that a lot of people are starting to sift through the junk of, of what it means to to follow someone on social media, specifically a church, because it seems like nowadays, so many times social media graphics are all the same, no matter what church you go to. And the easiest way, like we talked about, is to help stand out from the crowd, is to humanize your brand. In other words, humanize your church. We talked about using photos on your website. We talked about using photos and real people on your social media. In the same way, this helps bring a little bit of of the human side I would say, onto your social media. Because now all of a sudden, you as a small church pastor, and again, it doesn't need to be great, just do it and learn as you go. But if you're constantly jumping on your social media via video, maybe you're posting different pictures of things that people don't necessarily expect, or maybe a quote from somewhere that you used, or um, literally coming on with these really weird object illustrations, that honestly is kind of exciting for people to see on your church social media, which then will result in your church people actually resharing your content, which is how you actually grow your social media account. And the best thing is, is this can be used across the board, whether you're using YouTube, whether you're using Facebook, whether you're using Instagram, or whether you're using TikTok, all of these things actually work in some way, shape, or form. So if you're already putting in all these hours into your sermon, the best way to help create a little sticky point to help people remember what you talked about is to use that illustration that you used in the service and retell it on social media. Again, the easiest way is just pop back on with the video sets some point, you know, in the middle of next week after you did that illustration, or if you're using an object illustration, jump on before, jump on after, or if you told a story or use some sort of, uh, what are they called? Like a, a mental picture, a visual picture of what you're trying to illuminate in someone's mind, post a picture of that in your social media and just type out that illustration. And you'll find that people actually engage and get more excited about these social media posts than if you're just constantly posting fluff because you believe that that's just what you're supposed to do. So the easiest way to help your sermon last the entire week on social media is to lean into your illustrations, double down on retelling them, and watch your people share your content like you never have had before. 
And that's it. Those are the three different ways. And of course, we can go into so many different ideas and avenues about how to make your illustrations last the whole week and arguably so. Not just your illustration lasts the whole week, but your sermon lasts the whole week as well. And But these are just, I'm hoping to give you a little bit of, of ideas of what you could do using your church's, your, your, church, your sermon illustration to help make your sermon last the entire week. Well, hey guys, it was a whole lot of fun hanging out with you again this week. If this podcast was an encouragement to you, it would mean the world to me again, like we said at the top of the episode. If you leave an, a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, a rating over on Spotify, or literally just texting another small church pastor friend this episode who maybe also needs to hear, or just the show in general. And if you know of anybody who you think would be a great addition to the show that you would love for me to interview and maybe use their wisdom and maybe even your wisdom wisdom to help other uh, small church pastors just use media well, seriously reach out to me over at hello at smallchurch.media. And while you're over on the website, smallchurch.media, seriously have a heyday over on the free resource library. I know it's really small right now, but I'm hoping that as the year goes on, I'll slowly be adding more content to that free resource library. And the easiest way for you to know about when something new drops in that free resource library that would be helpful and beneficial for you is to sign up for our email list. You just go to smallchurch.media and if you just download one item from the store, you're automatically added to the email list. Or there's a pop-up right there on the homepage where you can just fill out your contact information really quick, your name and your email address. Well, I'll directly email you that uh, small church website PDF and you'll also be added to that email list as well. So if you are just a listener to the show and you have not accessed anything from the, the free resource library, but you want to know what's coming down the pike, or if we have a really cool interview coming, you want to just know that it's coming down the pipe, seriously, just subscribe to our email chain over at smallchurch.media. Again, that's smallchurch.media. Well, I hope this was an encouragement to you guys. I hope this was maybe give you a little inspiration of how you can use social media a little bit differently and help you just reach people like never before. Whether that's finding new people and having new people re- find your church and be ready to to just get answers to their questions and your church is prepared for that. Or you like this, you can actually grow your church's faith and understanding of the scriptures and help your church remember your sermon points by literally just retelling your illustration. I hope this gave you a little inspiration, a little bit of excitement. And if you use any of these principles that we had on the show, it would mean the world to me if you let me know again over at hello at smallchurch.media. Well, I think that's enough rambling, don't you? I think we should end the show. So (laughs) until next time, guys, take it easy and we'll see you next week on the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.